it's really just being able to prioritize my time because to me this podcast you can ask my girlfriend very important i sometimes put it over family and my girlfriend i'm like i have to do this you know it's coming up monday which can be good or bad but i just prioritize my time because i know that to me this is what i really enjoy and what i love so prioritizing my time really helps me a lot Welcome to Podcasting in Real Life, the Buzzsprout show where we dive into the real life stories of podcasters in the middle of their podcasting journey. I'm your host, Travis Albritton, head of content at Buzzsprout. And you won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday podcasters just like you share personal stories about how podcasting has impacted them and the things that they've learned along the way. And in today's conversation, I had the pleasure of sitting down with the host of Better You, Colin Hayes. Now, what was really unique about Colin's journey is that unlike most of the podcasters that I've had on this show, Colin plays collegiate football full-time and goes to school full-time. So he has two full-time jobs and yet still finds time to record podcast episodes every week. So he shares some of his tips, some of the things that he does to help manage his workflow, where he comes up with episode ideas, and how he stays on top of it so that even though everything else in his life is spoken for and he doesn't really have a lot of free time, he's still able to commit the amount of time he needs to help his podcast to grow. And then the thing that I took away as my personal takeaway from this interview was when we talked about success and that success we often think of in terms of our goals, where we hope our podcast goes in the future. But Colin, I think, makes a really great point in both his podcast and in this interview that success is a mindset. And that if you can train your mind to believe that the thing that you want to happen will happen and act in the present as if it had already been achieved, that level of commitment and stubbornness and persistence almost always pays off in spades. And so I think it's just a great mindset, a great takeaway for all of us that are in podcasting to not give up, to not lose heart, and to continue to put in the work. Now, Colin's origin story definitely surprised me because in one day, he went from having never even heard of a podcast to buying a microphone and recording his first episode. Yeah, so it was actually May 31st of 2018. So just a little bit over a year ago, I was working out at home and my brother had called me and he was in California at the time going to school. He's a few years older and he called me. He's like, you know, hey, you should do a podcast. And he knew that growing up, I've always wanted to be a motivational speaker. I always want to inspire others. And at that moment, I had no idea what a podcast was. I never listened to one. I didn't even know if it was a video, if it was audio, if it was type. I had no idea what a podcast was. And I said, okay, I'll give you a call back. So I go on my phone right after and I search up, first off, what is a podcast? And then I search up, you know, what do I need to do a podcast? And you know, the bare basics of microphone and headphones and a computer. So I had one of those at a computer. So I go to Best Buy right then and I buy a Samsung Go mic. It was like 40 bucks. And I buy just a cheap pair of just like Apple headphones plug in in the ear. And I go home and I record an introduction podcast, reading a bunch of books. It's like, if you think on something, you start to talk yourself out of it. So May 31st, 2018, he calls me, I started, and then every Monday since then, for over a year, I've been doing an episode. 
That's pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> That's pretty amazing because <laughs> most, you're right, most people when they think about starting a podcast, they, you know, think about it. Uh, should I do it? Should I not do it? Do an episode. Oh, I don't really like that. I'm not going to put it out. I'm actually just curious. Elaborate a little bit on that last point you made about wanting to to strike when the iron is hot, to really go all in once you've made the decision, follow through, start recording episodes. Like, is there something that you learned or an experience that you had that really solidified that for you, that that was something that you wanted to make a part of your character? Yeah. You know, just putting in every week, I started on SoundCloud and then I realized you had to pay for SoundCloud and I Googled and it wasn't the best platform. So I was like, started searching other ones and I didn't understand like the megabytes, the well, all that, like all that stuff. Cause you know, other platforms they have like per megabyte or whatever. And Buzzsprout was the only one that had like per minute. And to me, not knowing anything about that, I was like, okay, I can do per minute. Cause I understand that better than like what all that other stuff is. So I started doing that and you know, what solidified it really for me was when I put out a few episodes, people started messaging me from just low, you know, friends of mine or family friends. And they're saying, you know, Hey, I really enjoy your podcast. Keep it up. And just that little stuff, like just that gratification of other people realizing what you're doing and you're, what you're impacting them really solidified that for me. And then as you know, I've been doing it every single week, people all around the world have been messaging me. People, I had a guy from China, someone from South Africa. So just many places. And that really helped solidify, you know, seeing that what I'm doing, you know, my topic motivational is really inspiring others. Whether your topic is anything else, you know, like you could do a comedy game, all that stuff. If you hear from other people is really what for me solidified the continue and the want to keep doing it. Have there been any stories in particular that really jump out at you that you, you mentioned too, China and South Africa, maybe speak to those a little bit. Like what was it like hearing from them? What kind of things did they say and what impact did that have on you? Yeah. So the guy from China, he messaged me on Facebook because I also tag my personal stuff so they can, you know, keep it a little more personal. And he tagged me on there and he messaged me and he started asking me, he's like, I really enjoy your podcast you know, keep it up. And I said, which one was your favorite? Which topic was your favorite? And he was talking about a story, how he was promised a raise and a promotion in his job. And long story short, he didn't get it. And he was really upset. And he said, listening to your podcast really helped me see the bigger picture, change my perspective, and just continue to keep pushing, even though I had a setback. The other guy from South Africa, he said his wife had left him and his kids, he was having problems with that. And he said, just listening to your podcast really helped me, again, change my perspective and understand that everything will be okay. It'll get back to the way it should be. And just hearing those two stories really solidified and really was like that internal like what you're doing is actually changing people's lives it's so crazy when you start to hear from people that actually listen to your podcast and it's like whoa like i had no idea that me doing this in my spare bedroom in my closet or wherever right you know your dorm room that this is having an impact around the world it's just totally bizarre and the first time it happens it's like this out-of-body experience it's like is this really happening is this is this true is somebody trolling me or is this actually a person it's crazy it's crazy how that happens yeah but it's it's a great feeling because you know that you know everyone deep down really wants to be like not I wouldn't say recognized but everyone wants to be like that other people you know see me and whenever you have other people from around the world telling you that what you're doing isn't helping them or is changing their lives or whatever it's doing for them really helps like solidify again that this is what I want to do and this is really keeping me going. Now you mentioned that I guess your, your long-term ambition is you would love to do motivational speaking. You want to inspire people, you want to encourage people, give them the tools that they need to 
kind of reach that next level of life. When did you decide that that's something you wanted to do? Because that's not in those high school job placement tests. You know, it's welder, you know, accountant, maybe astronaut, if you know all the right answers. So what inspired you or gave you the thought that, man, I really want to, I want to do motivational speaking and I want to serve people in that way? Yeah, I, I don't have a turning point in my life. I don't have like one day I woke up and realized this was like my epiphany of what I was supposed to do. But I think it was just a continuous of how I was grown up. And then really my sophomore year of college, so two to three years ago, I started reading books. I actually have them all right here as I look at them. But I read like 91 self-help motivational books. And doing that really helped to solidify what I wanted to do. But to starting out, like my first thought, I don't have like a day or a week or it was just the buildup of my life and seeing that, you know, you really can do what you want to do in life. You really can live, you know, full of happiness, full of joy. It's not easy, but it's possible. And the people that you see at the top, all these famous people that you see at the top, you know, you can do that too, but it's going to take a little bit of work, but success and happiness isn't zero sum. It's not like you have to win that I have to lose. It can be, we both can win. My life experiences really helped solidify just what I want to do as a motivational speaker, and that's actually what I want to do. So, well, and that really resonates with your podcast because you know when I was listening to Better You, just getting a sense of kind of where you're coming from and what you like to talk about. Kind of the overarching theme that I picked up on was this idea that success is a mindset, and even in your most recent episode, you talk about taking that future vision of where you want to be and living as if it's in the present. What have been some things that have been really impactful for you as you read those 91 books, as you learn from people that are experts in their own rights? What have been some things that have been truly transformative for you in your mindset? And I think this is really applicable for podcasting because podcasting is a very, it can be a very lonely activity where you're just in your headspace a lot, questioning yourself, should I keep doing it? Should I continue? Imagining the future that you want and putting in the work to get there. What have been some key principles that you've taken away from your personal study that you think have helped you both in your schoolwork and in collegiate athletics, which I want to talk about in a second, and then just with your podcast as well. And you kind of hit on the big thing that my overarching theme really is mindset. You know, whether it be a podcast, whether it be schooling, whether it be really anything in life, you're going to face setbacks and there's going to be hardships. But if you can train your mind and train yourself to push through those and push through that mindset, that mental block, really anything is possible. And I read a book, David Goggins. He's a very famous, very popular, like, ultra marathon, just unbelievable athlete. And he talks about callousing your mind. So you have calluses on your hands, but callousing your mind. So putting your mind in situations where you are going to face setbacks so then you can callous deep in your mind that you can beat those. You can beat whatever setback that you have. And when it really comes to podcasting, most people when they start a podcast, I would say 99.9, you're not popular already, right? You start a podcast and you might get five listens, 10 listens, zero listens, you know, if you're not already have a following, then you're going to start very small and you're going to face, you know, that's a quote unquote setback. You know, you, most people when they're like, Oh, I want to start a podcast. And then tomorrow I'm going to have a thousand people listening, or I'm going to have, you know, make money off of it or whatever it is you want to do with it. But that's not usually how it works. So callousing your mind and working through, like you said, it's very lonely working through that and saying that I understand that it's going to take me maybe a year or two or three or four or five to really succeed from what the outside looks like as success 
in my podcast. But what I did at first was I was kind of in it. No, I wasn't in it for the numbers, but I saw numbers as a way of affirming what I was doing. Take away the numbers because those will come. But if you start actually do something for the love of it, the passion, then the other stuff will follow. So that was a big, another theme is the passion. What passion do you have? Why are you doing what you're doing? Because if you're in it for the money, if you're in it for the fame, the success, then you're not in it for the right reasons. But if you have the true passion, if you have the true want and the drive, you get the joy of doing it, then you are in it for the right reasons. You might not make the money, you might not have the fame ever, but if you're doing it and you really enjoy it, then that's not what you're in it for anyways. That's so true. That's so true. And it's ironic to me that people that get into podcasting or really anything in general, and it's very short-term based, like I'm trying to get X number of listeners or I'm trying to make X amount of money, often burn out because eventually you start hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And if your why isn't strong enough, then you have no reason to continue to you know, put in all this effort. But if you start with a really powerful purpose that allows you to overcome those things that lead to you eventually getting the success that you envisioned at first. And I love what you said about callousing your mind David Goggins is an intimidating person to me. Whenever I hear him speak, I'm like, dude, you are not human. But even just like that idea of building resiliency, like being willing to overcome things that are difficult in your life and being able to push through and not be discouraged, not allow that to get you down or to stop you, but to kind of develop this stubbornness, like in a good way of, no, I'm going to continue to do what I feel like I should be doing in spite of the obstacles, in spite of the things that are in my way. Yeah, I mean, if you start a podcast, because, you know, we're talking about podcasts, and you aren't stubborn in a good way, you would give up after your first couple weeks because you're like, I'm not having the listens I want to have. I'm not having the views I want to be having. Like you said, if you're stubborn in a good way, where you're like, I don't care if I have 10 people listen, I'm going to put out an episode next week. And then if I get 11, that's one more than last week. If I get 12 the next week, then that's one more than the previous week. So, you actually said it really well is be stubborn in a good way. So I'm curious, is there anyone, you mentioned David Goggins, is there anyone in particular that, that you look up to as either a role model or someone that is where you want to be that you hope to model someday in your own life? Yeah, I think through reading, I actually do listen to podcasts now, which is ironic because I didn't even know what they were. And you know, YouTube is a great platform for free. You can listen to stuff and watch. I have many mentors. I have a lot of people that are my mentors, whether they, they probably don't know it because I just read their books, but I look up to them. But I think the biggest person, if I had to narrow it down to one, would be Gary Vaynerchuk. He's a great motivational speaker. You know, he wouldn't be good on this because he used a lot of cuss words, but he, uh, <laughs> he, he <laughs> you know, he's someone I look up to because he, he's just real. He's very real. He's authentic. He's very transparent. And that's something that I strive to do because if you can hear someone that's speaking to you and they're authentic and they're true and they're transparent, then you're more willing to follow what they say or believe what they say because they've either one lived it or seen it happen. And you know that they're being truthful to you. Absolutely. Now I want to ask you about how you fit podcasting into the rest of your life. <laughs> Cause not only are you in school full-time, but you also play college football, which is a full-time job. And then you're like, oh yeah, I'll just add podcasting on top of that. <laughs> so like, what does a week in your life look like? Like, what does your schedule look like? Where does podcasting fit into that? I'm just really curious. 
Yeah, so I do school, so luckily we're in the summer right now, but I also did it during the fall and, and the spring as well. And then, like you said, I have football, and I do this. So I'll start with school. So I usually take 15 hours, sometimes 12, so that's full-time. And then with sports, with football, we usually have morning workouts and practice or evening workouts or afternoon workouts. So that really fills up my time. So with the podcast, where that falls in is I keep my podcast, as you could probably tell, below 15 minutes, usually under 10. I like to keep them short. One for me because I don't have a lot of time, but also for the listener so they can listen on their way to work, eating lunch. Just, you know, some podcasts are hour or two long, which I'm not saying is bad. That's great because, you know, you can get more in depth with stuff, but you know, for me at least, it's hard to listen to because you have to break it up and do that. So I keep mine short, which helps me a lot. And I usually just find time during the day. So right now is perfect because in the summer, I only have one class at 1130 to 12:30 central time. So I have time um, to do this stuff in the morning. I had a workout this morning. So this fit perfect. With that, I live in a house with three of us on this floor and the three upstairs and they're all football. So it's all very hectic and noisy. <laughs> so luckily, my two roommates that live on this floor during the summer, they have class nine to 11. So they're gone in the mornings. So I find that time to record, edit, read, do stuff in my podcast. But during the fall and the spring, it's a lot of, I have to find time on the weekends if we're not playing or find times like it. So one time I recorded an episode at like 1130 at night because it was the only time it was quiet. And I was like, I have to do this because it was coming out Monday, it was Sunday. So I was like, I have to do this. So I, it's really just being able to prioritize my time because to me, this podcast, you can ask my girlfriend, very important. I sometimes put it over family and my girlfriend, I'm like, I have to do this. You know, it's coming up Monday, which can be good or bad, but I just prioritize my time because I know that to me, this is what I really enjoy and what I love. So prioritizing my time really helps me a lot. And then how do you come up with topics for your episodes? I think because you're crushing past the 50 mark. And so at that point, you've kind of exhausted your top of mind ideas of, oh, well, yeah, I can start a podcast. So I can talk about this and this and this and this. But then you reach a point where you're like, all right, what do I talk about this week? So where do you come up with new episode ideas? Where does that come from you? It comes from my books. When I read, I read about a book every five to six days. So about a book a week, basically. And a lot of the topics come from there. And then from that, I usually write the main topic. I have a script, but I wouldn't really call it a script. It's more of like three bullet points. And then I just go off the top of my head, which what I'm feeling. But from there, those topics, I have the main topic. And then I just go off the cusp about what I know about that topic, how I believe that topic can help my listeners. It's through my books, 100% through my books or YouTube if I find a topic. Or every now and then I'll you know think of something myself that I want to talk about and I just throw that in there. But I'm a big planner. So on my computer, I have folders of like the next 10 episodes. Every time I think of one, I'm just added folder so I can have it. Because you know if I don't write it down, I'll forget it. So I do that. So most of the time, about 80% of the time come from my books. Yeah, I have a running note on my phone where it's like, I'll just, it'll be in the most random places. I'll be eating dinner with my wife and I'll be like, oh, that'd be a great idea. And I just break up my phone and type it down real quick. She's figured out what's going on. She's like, all right, that's, <laughs> that's Travis doing his podcast thing over there <laughs> for sure. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so when you were kind of crafting kind of the structure for your podcast, you're going to keep it short. It's going to be purposeful, intentional around motivating people. Has the show evolved over time as you've gotten more comfortable with it, as you put out more episodes? Have there been ways that you've refined your process or have said, okay, I've really dialed into my sweet spot and I feel like I can just crank these out now? Like, What have been some things that have changed since you launched it last year? 
Yeah, so the biggest thing, in my opinion, for me was I had Audacity the whole time. I've, I've used it ever since. But I didn't realize at first that you could cut and edit audio. So my first, I don't even know, five, six, maybe ten episodes were just one takes. One takes of me just going, which is good, but if I slipped up, I would just change it real quick and it wouldn't sound as crisp as it does now. So what I've refined the most is being able and noticing that you can edit, you can cut, and you can add multiple tracks and whatnot. So that's really helped me. And then just also doing it every week has helped my speaking. When I first started, I was saying um a lot, filler words, and now I can tell I don't say them as much. I still do, but I don't say them as much. And you can kind of cut those out if you want, or if it sounds good, you can keep it. But really the biggest thing for me is realizing you can edit and you can cut and you can do these things with your audio that I didn't know you could, but now I do. That really helped transform my podcast. So what I think was not so good to better than what it was. Yeah, I know a lot of people listening to this can relate to that that feeling of, oh, <laughs> I didn't know you could edit the audio right. clip. I didn't know that you could add theme music the beginning i thought you had to like hire an audio engineer to do that who knew yeah <laughs> it's yep, like a whole yep. new world of possibilities opens up <laughs> so true so true so one thing that i want to ask you about and this is kind of getting more on the personal side i guess it's very obvious that you are driven to make the most out of your life like that just seems very clear to me when i listen to your podcast when i see the impact that you're trying to have what drives you like personally what drives you to really make the most out of your opportunities using your platform as a collegiate football player, starting a podcast, sharing the things that you're learning. Like, what is it that you think drives you to not want to settle and to not want to just be okay with clocking in and clocking out and just kind of going through your life? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, you know, clocking in and clocking out, and I'm, I'm big on this real quick, is there's no such thing as good or bad. Everything really just is. So if you want to clock in and clock out, that's totally acceptable if that's what you wanted to do in life. As a motivational speaker, I, I don't tell people what not to do or what to do. I encourage them to do certain things. But what drives me the most is, and Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this a lot, is every single person on earth has a one in 400 trillion odds of being on earth and being alive. So realizing that we have a small, small chance of being alive and being on this earth, what's the point of settling? What's the point of, you know, sitting back and wishing what could be? You know, we live in the in the United States, the greatest country, freedom-wise, to do what we want to do. You know, some people, they don't have food, they don't have water, they don't have electricity, they can't do these things that we can do here. So why not, if you're given the opportunity, use the most of it? Why not go do what you want to do? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be hard to quit that job, to start that company you wanted, or to get out of that relationship because it's not good, or to do all these things that you want to do. It's going to be tough, but it'll be worth it because you know that you're living the life that you want to live and you're supposed to live, and you're happy and you're joyful because no one did great things settling. No one that has settled has succeeded in life because to succeed you have to grow you have to continue to grow you have to continue to learn so i don't ever plan on stopping reading books because it, once i do then i'm settling because i'm not expanding my mind so just the idea of you know you have a one in 400 trillion odds to be on this earth that's why i don't settle yeah and once you kind of taste what it's like to learn for yourself where it's not you know, given to you. It's not a homework assignment. It's not something that someone said, you have to do this and turn it in. Once you kind of flip that switch and say, I want to pursue this. I want to learn X, Y, or Z. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's starting an online business, whatever it is. It almost becomes addicting. Like you love 
learning. You love expanding your capabilities. And when you start to apply them and you start to see, wow, I could, I could really do something meaningful, like, like so much more meaningful than maybe I ever anticipated. It just like opens up a whole entirely different world that maybe before you never even realized was there or was ever even possible. I think that once you stop learning, once you, you know, most people go to college, really in all honesty, I've learned more in my reading, in my personal reading than I have in a classroom because like you were saying, you know, it's, it's easy for a teacher to come in and say like, learn this, you have to learn this so you can get a good grade in your test so you can get an A in the class, so you can graduate, so you can get a job. Really, the biggest thing is personal enlightenment. And I don't like to use that word because I just think I like to do more. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know why I don't like enlightenment. But I just like, it's like personal joy and happiness that you have in yourself. Doing that and finding that instead of in, in a classroom. Because in a classroom, it's just very one way. Like a teacher just comes and talks to you. A teacher comes and speaks to you. A professor teaches you how to add or how to do accounting. Which is great. If you want to be an accountant, I don't. You go do that. But... The true joy, the true happiness comes from personal and finding joy inside of yourself. And I found that through the most in reading these books. What are your long-term goals for your podcasts? It was a almost a spur-of-the-moment decision. It's like, okay, this seems like a natural next step for me and what I want to do. So you started putting out episodes. And then as you've kind of gotten into your groove, decided, you know, this is something I want to continue. What are the long-term goals that you've kind of set for yourself? Maybe it's a year from now, three years from now, five years from now with your podcast specifically. Yeah, I actually have on my desktop, on my computer, I have a, a note that says, keep doing the podcast by age 30. So that's nine years from now, a little under nine years. I want to do it every single week for as long as I can until I either run out of topics or podcasting goes to nothing where they have like something technologically better than a podcast. But I want to continue to do this because not only does it help other people, but it also helps me to keep me focused because I enjoy reading, but it helps me like, okay, you get it and read so you can come up with topics. So in turn, you can inspire others and encourage others. So the way to motivate me to continue to do it for years on end is the end thing of inspiring others, the end goal of inspiring others and encouraging them. So in turn, that helps me read, that helps me be a better person. You know, I don't go out and party on the weekends. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that's wrong. If that's what you want to do. But I don't do that because I know that if I did that, I'd take away time from me from reading, time for me, from listening to podcasts, which in turn would help others. So I just believe myself as a servant to serve others. Yeah. And then once you flip that switch and you decide, I'm not just going to be consuming all this information, I'm going to start giving it back. It just takes all the things you're learning to a whole nother level. When you have to turn around and explain it to somebody else, you have to really understand it at a much deeper core level than just, oh yeah, I read a blog and it made sense. So I tucked it in the back of my mind. It's totally different when you have to turn around and explain it to somebody else and reiterate it. And it helps me, too, to remember them. So I can remember topics that I talked about in my first, second, third, fourth episode because I spoke about them and I remember them. Rather than if I just read it, you know, I take notes as I read, but still you retain it better because I take notes, but I retain it even better because I speak about it, like you said, and, and teach others. So since you started your podcast, have you been given opportunities or found opportunities to, to speak to people live or to, to go into talks that maybe you wouldn't have had otherwise or the podcast prepared you or put you in a better position to deliver more value during those talks? Because I know that's something that you're really passionate about doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So since doing it, I haven't been given the opportunity because, or if I have, I haven't been able to take them because of school, football. Those two things really consume every about hour that 
possible. So with those two, it's very difficult to do, but I've been given opportunities to do interviews or be interviewed on podcasts that I haven't, wouldn't be able to do, obviously not having a podcast, but any live thing, no, because of school and of football, but I graduate in December. So come January of this next year, any opportunity, I'm going to be like, let's do it because you know, that'll in turn grow my podcast to inspire others and to serve others. And what's your plan after school? Because I'm just curious, are you trying to find a job using your degree or do you want to have your own business and, and really grow that? Like what's your plan for 2020? Yeah. And it's funny, you know, being a speaker, a motivational podcaster, I, you know, inspire other people to, to do what they want to do and do all that stuff. So I think what I'm going to do is do a, a job incongruent with what I want to do with my podcast. You have to obviously have some money to live. So get some money to pay for the needs that I have and then like a living in a car or whatever. But then do a podcast on the side and grow that. And then hopefully in a year or in turn, overtake the the job and just do podcasting and speaking full time. Like it's kind of with a podcast, a speaker, you have to have a following. You have to have people know you about you. So build that up as I have money so I can live and then take that over and do it full time. Yeah, I think that patience is really going to pay off for you because what I see too often is people think that the podcast is the gold mine that's going to lead them to the promised land of, oh, I'll finally be able to quit my job that I don't like and just have fun all the time and just tell people what I think in front of a microphone and they'll pay me for it. Rarely does that ever happen unless your name starts with Joe and ends with Rogan. And so I think that's a really wise strategy. Taking the long-term approach, like, okay, I don't want to starve to death. I want to basically stay in the game as long as I possibly can to give me lots of opportunities. It only takes one to really pop, you know, and to take off. So I think that's a great, great mindset. Yeah. And on top of that too, you know, if you want to start that company, start it while you're doing what you're doing now. I'm all for going all in, but you also have to have a sense of like, is this going to work? Right. You have to have like a sense of, can I sustain what I need at first to do what I want to do? So yeah, it sounds great, like you were saying, to just speak behind a microphone and get paid to do it. But, you know, if you get $10 a month from it and you quit your job, and if you don't have any savings to live off of, that's not the smartest decision. Now, if you can do it for $1,000 a month and you have some savings, then, okay, that's a little bit more possible. But, you know, at first, try it out. You know, like, do it on the side. Do it at night when you get home. If you have kids, do it when your kids go to bed for a few hours a night. Start small like that and then build it up. And then if you think it's sustainable and if it's possible, go all in. But don't go all in at first if there's no history or no knowing if it's going to be possible. Yeah. And what what I've also found to be kind of ironic here is many people that I speak to that like kind of start doing an entrepreneurial thing, start a side hustle, something like that, it morphs into something totally different than what they initially intended, right? Like when I started my podcast, my goal was not to work at Buzzsprout and teach people how to podcast. That just kind of happened along the way. That door opened, that opportunity presented itself because I had been doing all of this work on something totally different. And so even just putting yourself in a position to have opportunity and to to have doors open for you, eventually that comes back to you. If you just keep showing up every single day, keep putting in the work, eventually things will start to happen, even if it's totally different than what you anticipated. 
I just read a book on Kevin Hart, and he started his comedic career as he was working as a shoe specialist at a shoe store, like selling people's shoes. And then he realized, okay, this is really what I want to do. So he quit selling shoes. But at first he didn't just go all in because as you know, with comedians, it's, it's kind of like podcasting away. You don't just make millions of dollars the second day you start or whatever. So that's kind of like you were talking about a side hustle. He started the side hustle of being a comedian and then realized, okay, this is what I'm really passionate about. This is really what I want to do. And I'm going to go all in on it. Then he quit selling shoes because starting something, even with my podcast at first, I started it because I wanted to be a motivational speaker, but I didn't realize how much I love to do a podcast, how much I love to speak to other people. So now let's just throw a scenario. Had I been, you know, 25 and had a job and then quit everything to start this podcast, I would have gone in not knowing if I really enjoyed it. But now I know I'm passionate. Now I know I love to do it. Now I can start if I was 25, I could start thinking, okay, this is maybe what I want to do, what I want to quit my job to do. But if you just start something and you aren't really sure if you're passionate about it, do it as a side hustle at first. And then you can go all in after if you realize this is really what I want to do. That's great advice. That's great advice. Well, Colin, it's been a blast having you on the podcast. I've got one more question for you and you can take this however you want to. All right. Free reign. If you had a time machine that could go back in time to the day before you launched your podcast, and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to yourself? I would just tell myself that, you know, anything is possible. Patience, like we talked about a little bit earlier, patience is huge. Patience, long-term, you know, whether it be investing, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a career, whether it be anything, a company, long-term, you must be patient. You must be patient. No one is an overnight success. Overnight successes are usually years, months, decades in the making. So be patient with whatever it is you're doing and just have fun. You know, like I said earlier, we have very small odds to be on this earth. Don't settle, but also have fun, you know, have fun with your friends. I'm not saying like go drink all the time. And like, again, if you want to do that, it's all fine, but have fun and like, just have experiences. I'm big on experiences, you know, go see a movie or I don't know, just have fun, you know, just enjoy life because we're all going to die. Like death is a part of life. It's sad and it's, you know, no one wants to die, but we're all going to die. I could die tomorrow and I would be happy with my life because I've had fun. I've done the things I want to do. Not all of them, but I've, you know, done a lot of things I want to do and I'm inspiring others. And that's what I want to do. If you would like to get bite-sized chunks of inspiration and motivation to help you achieve your next level of life, then make sure to check out Better You. That's Better, and then the letter U at better underscore U dot and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you wish that you could be featured on a future episode of Podcasting in Real Life? Well, you can. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes to submit your application. And if today's episode inspired you or you learned something that you want to take with you, I would love to hear back from you. If you have an iPhone, the best way you can do that is to leave a review at Apple Podcasts. If you don't have an iPhone, just jump over into the Buzzsprout Podcast community on Facebook. That's our Facebook group. And let me know what you thought about this episode. And then make sure to stick around for the special bonus episode that'll be released on Friday, where I answer Colin's number one question about podcasting. But that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep podcasting.